What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Conversations for the Culture podcast. I am your host, Michael Butler. Uh, we are here. It's Friday. We give we have given you two episodes today. This is episode, the second episode <laughs> that we're dropping today. I'm your host, Michael Butler. Like I said, um, today is Friday, January 21st. This past weekend or this past week, we celebrated MLK Day. Shout out to the legend. Shout out to the king. Shout out to the OG, <laughs> Dr. King. We love you. Um, we have one of my good friends on today, Breezy. How you feeling? I feel amazing. It is a beautiful day out here in Virginia Beach. Awesome. Virginia Beach. Gotta love it. Uh, what's beautiful to you, though? Sunshine. Sun. I need sun. So it's a, it's a bright, beautiful day, and it's up to like a whole 50 degrees. I'll take that in January. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad. It's not too bad in Chicago. It's probably like 30s, 40s. I don't know. I haven't been outside yet, but um, for January, Chicago, that's Nice. That's nice. But uh, did you do anything for Dr. King's day? In honor of, of the culture um, and, and the king, I spent it uh, becoming a queen. I spent 20 hours in a braider's chair, um, but my braider is is super talented and I'm, I'm happy. Got photo shoots coming, you know, that entrepreneur life. So I spent I spent my day getting ready to be a better entrepreneur. I love it. Is your uh is your um braider black? Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Her name is Moni, and she makes custom blended hair. This is really cool. Like I didn't know it was a thing until her. She takes colors and hand blends them herself to give you like a a look that is all your own. So uh, shout out to Blended by Moni. That's my girl. Right, not too much. Not too much promo. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Because you asked the question, she's a 25-year-old entrepreneur, and so, you know, for the culture, I had to say what it was. That's what I spent my day doing. <laughs> we, we love to see it. I spent my day um, getting some work done, um, was on Clubhouse, had some really powerful conversations centered around Dr. King. There was a lot of disrespect going on, but um, yeah. I was able to find some rooms that weren't, you know, triggering. Well, you know. What was triggering, though, if I may ask? Is that all? Um, you know, we know Dr. King wasn't a perfect man, but at the same time, like, it's kind of loser. It's loser-ish to, like, wait till his birthday to go ahead and start having conversations about, oh, was he really good for the Black community? Um, like, all of that type of clubhouse. You know how clubhouse is, how clubhouse culture is. It's like... I haven't seen y'all ninjas have these conversations 364 days a year. And now on Dr. King's day, you want to put on your whole tap hat and be like, oh, Dr. King really wasn't for us. So it was just like loser-ish, in my opinion, loser-ish. I had a King conversation with somebody where he was saying that he was upset about the storyline of, of that um, King cheated on Coretta, right? And, and I personally, I said, you know, I think we need to come to a place where we can say thing about what we're going to go into a little bit, where we can talk about 
what's right and what's wrong in a person, right? And, and how something may have, you know, failed a little bit because we're all human, right? I was like, that doesn't take away none of King's legacy for me. Coretta seems to be okay with it, but I don't need to recraft it as him being, you know, lied on or that he was um, super faithful when all evidence supports the contrary. That's a story that we need to talk about in, at some point too, not on his day, like you said, doesn't need to come out then, but, you know, talk about what that means, powerful men and infidelity um, and, and what happens when you make those decisions. Yeah, I'm all for those conversations. I'm just saying you don't on the day that's supposed to honor somebody. That's not the day. That's like, um, <laughs> you know, you have a family member pass. Right. And y'all are grieving and mourning and remembering the good times. And then somebody walks in and is like, oh, yeah, he stole twenty dollars from me. Went like, what? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, it's like. And then I question the people's intentions because like, I don't have, I don't see you having these conversations any other day. So are these conversations that you're really genuine, you know, you want to genuinely have, or are you just trying to create some shock value, get to run your numbers up on clubhouse? Because that's what that was. One dude was like, Dr. King didn't do nothing for the black community for real, for real. And yeah, it was just a lot of disrespect. And it's like, not y'all out here disrespecting when you could barely afford a four, uh, afford a four, afford a four for four. Like, like yeah, really? that blatant, that's that's blatant disrespect. That, that's just lying at that point. You you gonna say that Dr. King? So so they just give out holidays, right? Like that's that's what you're trying. Well, to they say because he was for the white man, and the white man just gave him the holiday because he was because there. So some of the people were like Malcolm X was the real the real person doing the work, and it's like they both were doing work. And we don't have to, and this is one thing that I hate, and we don't just do this in the political spectrum. We as Black people do this all the time. And what I say when I say this is, like, it has to be either or, right? So it's like, if you like Dr. King, then you have to hate Malcolm X. If you like Malcolm X, you have to hate Dr. King. If you like, listen, the theme on this show is I am a diehard LeBron fan, okay? So um this it always comes up at least once so if you love lebron then you have to hate michael jordan or well, not really a kobe fan so it's, most, like it's mostly the kobe and the michael fans who hate lebron but that's neither here or there it's like you can't uplift them both if you it's beyonce or rihanna it's kendrick lamar or j cole for my chicago listeners it's Harold's chicken or Harold's chicken because we don't rock with Uncle Remus, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like you can't uplift more than one person without tearing down another person. That's what I see in our community a lot. These are facts. Like I completely agree with you. And it's, I mean, the same thing is true, like across the board, when it comes to us, we just, we only allow one leader at a time. You know, we only got to look, it's like, oh, if you support dark skinned women, then, you know, your girlfriend can't be light skinned, you know, or like what, you know, and, and, and that kind of rhetoric is really dangerous. And it's why we ain't making no progress because most of life happens in the middle of those two extremes. I have to pick your brain on something because, and then this isn't the topic and this is legit. Um, <laughs> this is a legit, a conversation that I'm going to have on here in the future, but just because you brought up the dark skin and the light skin, um, <clears throat> can you be pro black? Right. And married to a non-black person. Uh, okay. 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 
I'm, this is my honest because I'm only going to tell you the truth ever. I do not believe so. I think that the attitude of being of being pro says that um, that's like me saying I'm pro Christian, but I'm a Muslim. I can't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I I chose to be pro, you know, black, right? Which means that if I'm going to think that way, then why wouldn't I want that reflected in my actual household? So I definitely think that, um, you know, so I apologize for those of y'all that fall into this or whatever, but those are my honest opinions about it. You can, We got to come up with another word for you, sir. Like we got to come up with another word for you, man. Yeah, we're going to have that conversation at another time, but that is good. We one thing that we do here on conversations for the culture, we have the hard conversations, right? We keep it spicy. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But guess what? We're going to keep it all the way spicy, extra spice on this show. So today we're talking about Pastor Michael Todd, author of Relationship Goals, author of Crazy Faith, and lead senior pastor of Transformation Church, right? Powerful. Uh, I could say powerful, man, right? Um, amazing speaker. Great orator. Um, this weekend, he found himself in a little bit of uh, <laughs> controversy, right? He found himself in a little bit of controversy. If you guys don't know who he is, because I found out that a lot of people don't even know who he is. Um, he is a pastor of Transformations Church out of Oklahoma City, right? Oklahoma City or Tulsa. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, you know, pretty pretty large mega, you know, mega church or whatever. Um, he's in the same like vein of like your Pastor Stephen Furtick's, right? I would say he's like the black, <laughs> the black Pastor Stephen Furtick, right? Um, so, anyways, long story short, this weekend he was um preaching a sermon. Um, where he was illustrating when Jesus um, healed the blind man, right? In the Bible, I cannot, I should have had the scripture ready for y'all. Um, but where Jesus was healing the blind man, where he took mud and he, you know, he spit and then he made mud uh, and then he rubbed it across the man's eyes, not his face, right? That uh, that that context will come later. But he, he rubbed it across his eyes and then the man was, um, given his vision, right? The man was seen. Uh, that was the demonstration. So Michael Todd did that this weekend, right? And but he didn't have any mud, he ain't had no dirt, y'all. It was just spit, and he continued to spit in his hands multiple times. He spit in his hands three times. I guess that was for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> um, he spit in his hands three times. As he's spitting, you could hear the congregation like. Oh, 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 right. Um, and then he commenced to rub the spit after he rubs it in his hands and shakes it around like he's rolling dice. Um, he rubs the spit across his brother's face. So it was his brother, right? He rubbed it across his face. Um, and then, well, first he rubbed it across his eyes and then he rubbed it across the whole entire face so much that you saw his brother, like, get it out of his oh, mouth lips and stuff out it's... of his lips. <sighs> so breezy talk to me. What was your first, um, what was your first thoughts when you saw that? Let's have a conversation. The very first thought I had was whose man's is this? Like, where were your friends? Where's your circle? 
Whereas how did you think that this was okay? Um, in, a, in a whole in a whole panorama, we that was just not good leadership. This is where I saw a failure in leadership. So my top three concerns with with how this message um, came through and just to uh, give the alley-oop play. So it's taken from John 9, 1 through 12 is the story of the blind man with the mud. So if anybody wants to do that, I'm not going to read it here, but that's where the scripture reference comes from. And he takes it and he's putting it on his brother's face. And I felt like as on a sibling relationship, that was humiliating to, to his brother. And to me, that was not not of the spirit. You know, we we not called to humiliate people. Um, it was poor leadership. The world is trying really, really hard to make sense of this COVID thing and how to stay safe. And um, and the, and we're going back and forth. People are dying, and here you are taking your you know your pu very public platform, you know, and having complete disregard to the the absolute safety concerns that people have with throwing your bodily fluids on somebody. That just wasn't. A, a good representation and it's a distraction from the spirit. It is something that I was like, yo, the whole temps are going to have a field day with this one, bro. Like it, because even on Twitter, we were able to see people responding with some of the, you know, some of those detractive energies, like, you know, this is your Jesus. This is who you serve. You know, people who are just lying in wait to attack the kingdom found, you know, easy fruit on a Sunday after that. So those were those were my biggest problems with it, Micah. Um what what did you what did you think? Yeah, so I like Mike Todd, right? He's cool. Cool people, right? I don't know him like that, but <laughs> I like him, right? Um I say this respectfully. I feel like he does a lot, right? He's really extra. And I understand, I love illustrative preachers, right? I love sermons that come to life. But the main goal for your illustration is to do what exactly it says, is to illustrate, right? And I know you can't define a word by the word. So for those of you who might be like, oh, you're defining the word by the word. Um, <laughs> an illustration is should illuminate, okay, the text. An illustration should also amplify the text, right? So it would be like, oh, wow, I got it. Wow, I got it. What Had he done this with like actual mud and he had poured some water and dirt and made mud like he did the first time he did the sermon? That would have worked a lot better because people would have seen it, right? People would be like, oh, okay, I get it. Okay, I get it. Okay, okay, my time, all right. But instead, coming out of this, the only thing that was illuminated, the only thing that was illustrated, the only thing that was amplified was, yo, this nigga, <laughs> my bad, I can't even edit that out. Um, <laughs> this dude just spit in his brother's face not just spit he spit in his hands like and just smeared it right he smeared it all over the place and that's the only thing that people are talking about people didn't even know what the message was now me growing up in church before i even um knew what he was talking about i knew what the mess what the text was what the message was what the scripture was just because 
I mean, it's obvious, but people who are outside of the church, um, this is their first exposure to the church. It's giving really cultish. That's the word. There we go. Buzzword right there. It felt cultish. I told you the same thing. It, mm-hmm. it felt a lot like, you know, some more of the, the snake charmer type attitude that we've seen before of, of people, you know, kind of using extremes, right? Because the bodily fluids aren't safe. You know, this is a pandemic and it's like you're doing it in spite of all that as if you are asking, you know, saying that the Holy Spirit is going to protect you and these things. But you're putting yourself and other people in danger, you know, to prove a point, not for no healing, you know, not not because your brother's actually blind. Yeah. Um, Okay, so. Okay, let's listen. Right. Um, we are about to listen to his response, okay? Because he came out with the video on Monday morning. And so we're going to listen to it real quick, y'all. And then after we listen to it, we will be back, okay? Here we go. This is Pastor Michael Todd on his Instagram Live on Monday, um, giving his explanation of what happened. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I hope you're having an amazing Monday. I just want to acknowledge uh, what happened yesterday when the spit hit the fan. I watched it back and um, it was disgusting. <laughs> like that was gross. I want to validate everybody's feelings um, that that was a distraction to what I was really trying to do. I was really trying to make the word come alive and for people to see the story. But yesterday it got too live and I own that. And um, I just want to make sure people know that we want to help people. We want people to see Jesus. We want people to feel loved. We want people who are desperate to be able to find hope. And I'm passionate about that so much so that I try to do extreme things to help people get it. And yesterday it crossed the line. So um, I love you guys. I appreciate everybody that's been praying for us and sending us messages. And to anybody who just saw that three minute clip, I really encourage you to go back and watch the whole message. There's some truth and some life in there that could potentially change your whole life. Um, when Jesus uh, spit on that man, he was blind and then he could see. Um, for my brother who I love and uh, honor so much, I just called him. He was bald before I spit on him and he's still bald today. So no miracle here. And uh, so next time I'll rethink and do something differently. I love everybody. I'm praying for everybody. And uh, Transformation Nation, thank you for writing. We're going to represent God to the lost and found for transformation in Christ. All right, everybody have an amazing week. Okay, that was him. He came out. He apologized. Um, <laughs> we briefly spoke about this on the phone yesterday, but, um, talk to me. What do you feel about this? Well, so the first thing I want to say is that I really did want him to do exactly what he did. Um, I felt like this was a great moment for the kingdom to have some uncomfortable conversations, Micah, you know, like to really talk about what it means to like, you know, air, because one thing I want to definitely say is that Michael Todd is is called to speak 
regularly on behalf of the spirit, right? We talk in at minimum, I'm, I'm a guest, he's probably doing five sermons a week, right? There's 52 weeks in a year. We talking about some 2,500 opportunities to be human, right? So I really, really wanna say that and acknowledge that um, I don't necessarily want the smoke. I wouldn't believe that I would be any better at, at that. So in saying that, that doesn't mean that there's not room to be improved. There's not um, necessary um, the necessity of wise counsel, people to kind of help you test where you're going with things. So I wanted him to apologize because I felt like the the kingdom needed to be able to heal without canceling, to be able to talk about what was wrong, what was right, and the goals in a positive way, right? And I thought that Michael Todd had, you know, is definitely a great person to spearhead that if he's willing to keep the same energy of the sermon and have an apology. So I was really, really happy that he did it. I didn't expect him to say it. So I'm be honest. I said, I told Mike, I was like, I don't think he even apologized, Mike. I don't see him do it. So he did it. And I thought that was dope. But one thing I want to note is that he sounded a little playful, like it was funny and it could just be me. And I want to be, be fair with that. It could just be me being a nitpicker, right? But he just sounded like he found it funny. Um, and like, I'm listening and I was really grateful again for the apology, but like, what's, what's funny, Pastor Todd, you know, like what, what, what's funny about having a bunch of people say that, you know, this was ill-advised, homie, this was really, really not your best moment. Um, and then questioning whether or not this, you did this just to be a showman, you know, and he didn't talk about it really. So that's my takeaway. So do you think, okay. <laughs> Well, one, isn't that his always, he's always a joyful person? Like, I don't remember ever seeing him in a place where he's just like somber, right? Well, so, somber and serious are two totally different adjectives. No, but here's what I'm saying, right? Because I, we do this thing um, as Christians, but more so black people in general. And we like tone police. We like, so like when ASAP, um, ASAP Rocky, right? Not ASAP Rocky. Is it ASAP Rocky? I can get them two missed. No, ASAP Rocky's with um wait, no. ASAP Rocky's dating Rihanna. Okay, no, Travis Scott. Travis right? Scott when you when Astro Astro World. Actually, I, I get them mixed up for some reason, right? Not not a lot of people don't look alike like that. <laughs> no, a lot of people get those two mixed up though. But uh Travis Scott, Astro World, when he did his interview with Charlemagne, right? And he was talking about what happened and like people on the us, you know, black people, especially black Twitter, we were like, oh, this nigga is not really sorry for real. He's faking. Why is, what are those fake tears? He's pretending like he's sad. So it's like, I feel like it's you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, because I feel like if Michael Todd had gotten on there and he would have been like, hey, guys, I'm just you know, really down about, then I feel like people would have been being like, oh, he's being performative. He's, he's not being serious. Like, I don't know. It's, 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 it's hard because I feel like we are just, I feel like we're just really hard on our, on ourselves, on our people constantly. Yeah, on ourselves. I agree. And, and like I said, I know that how that sounds. And when you called me on it, Micah, I was like, you know, that's why I rock with you because there is an element of that to where we're never satisfied, even when we get what we asked for. And I asked for the live and he did the live 
and I still had a comment, but um, at the at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. There is something to be said that we try to teach our children. We learn in school as entrepreneurs. We spend a lot of time talking about nonverbal communication. Spend a lot of time talking about like what that character and and everything should feel like. And I noticed it, you know, and I bought it up because I wanted to know, you know, like on some, you know, uh, am I, is it just me? Was it, did you notice it? Because I think that there's room between, you know, playful. Yeah, that was gross. Like, y'all don't know, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, like, you know, you know, like my brother, you know, we ain't even, I, he's still bald. <laughs> like I, I kind of felt like there were real points that yeah. believers, you know, people who support you. And I want to go into saying that I consider myself to be a supporter of Transformation Nation and of Michael Todd. So this is this is this is me treating treating him of, of like a friend in this space, right? Um, and noticing what I noticed. I've I bought, I've, I'm a supporter, I tithe, you know, I've given to the church, I visited the church, I got represent merch, you know, um, I believe in the mission. So that being said. I still want to be able to have the conversation and bring up like, did we see this? Because how do we learn how to do better moving forward if we can't have the conversation and call out different things without falling into the two extremes ourselves? Because sometimes there is other stuff going on. And it did look a little too jokey to me, you know, but you are right. He does have a playful personality. So I'm gonna keep that fair. He Whew, I don't know. I don't know, y'all. Uh, let 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 us know, right? Um, we're gonna have some um <laughs> posts up on the on the uh conversations for the culture Instagram and let us know what you guys are feeling about this, right? Join the conversation. I love hearing what y'all are um, you know, what y'all be having to say about these topics. And if you want to um go ahead and have some of your comments read on next week's show, go ahead and you could drop that in the um dms as well uh because i'm gonna be starting a mailbag uh segment on this podcast but oh uh, okay i got a question for you do you feel like this was a quote-unquote cancelable offense because i've seen that role you know circulating around the internet that like we need to cancel him and i think that's crazy absolutely not like, absolutely not. That's not cool. Like I said, the man does some 2,000, 3,000 conversations a year. You know, most people hadn't even heard of him until this point. He's been doing great work. I don't feel like that's it at all. But I think to avoid uh, an incident that could appear to be cancelable, especially when, when it comes to the cancel culture, you're hearing from people who aren't even your supporters. So those are the people that usually be the loudest um, asking you to be canceled, you know. So that being said, that's why the conversation is important, you know, and to talk about it now um, so that we don't have to ever, you know, defend against a cancellation. And I don't think he needs to be canceled for it. Um, I agree. I definitely agree. Now, you know, when you mess up, quote unquote, mess up black Twitter. They will do, listen, detectives. We be having some detect detectives, private investigators, all of that. So a clip resurfaced. Did you see the secondary clip that resurfaced? I did see the secondary clip. That about him talking about women. The, yes, women. Um, The only, you know, abuse, domestic abuse isn't enough for you to leave your husband. Um, Now, there are some. You know, depending on how you uh, interpret the Bible, 
um, it, it does appear that adultery is the only thing that will bring you out of a marriage that can technically bring you out of a marriage. Um, what do you think about that coming <laughs> that coming back up? Um, and this is going to be one that I have to go first and say I'm triggerable here. Mm -hmm. um, I lost somebody due to domestic violence, my very mm -hmm. best friend in the world at the tender age of 22 years old. Wow. So I'm very sensitive to this particular topic. And I think he was absolutely wrong. Um, and and that's that's probably some eisegesis and not some exegesis when I say that. Because right. <laughs> keeping it real, um, it's not even biblical. But I did notice, like you said, because of this event, now I'm aware of that. Mm -hmm. I've not even known about that. Never heard about that before then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm going to go on record saying I'm not the I, I didn't go to theology school. Right. Um, I, um, you know, I'm not the most, the, you know, theologically sound. I know my word, but I think that he was wrong personally in that. Um, yeah. But there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot to that conversation. But yeah, that's I just hope. I hope the good work that he's done and the good work that he's doing isn't overshadowed by these things. Um, it's definitely going to put a flashlight on him, I feel like, you know, and um, he's, he's probably going to be in a, a tread lightly situation as far as social media is concerned. Yeah, you know? because I remember when everything first started off with um, Baby Jake's. Yeah. And for those of you guys who don't know who Baby Jake's is, is um John Gray and like John Gray was for real for real on like the trajectory trajectory of like becoming that dude. Um I'm not sure if he's like are people still rocking with him? I don't know. I know I'm not. I'm, I'm just keep being honest. Um okay. and and I say that as being I wasn't like I wasn't that strong of a supporter before but um repetitive acts and I think that these are two different things, though. What happened between Michael Todd and what happened between John Gray are two totally different things. Definitely. I'm having, yeah. So I'm, I have, I don't want them to be compared. That's what I'm kind of like saying it that way. I don't want to make it sound like they're guilty of the same thing. They're not. John Gray's infidelity and the way he, you know, that was that was a Derek Jackson moment. Like John Gray and Derek Jackson was in the same ship for me and how they handled that. And with so much food to choose from, you know, um, I just chose not to be, not to listen to John Gray personally. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah. So yeah, this, this was a real quick episode, y'all. We had to get on here. Um, every once in a while, we'll just do a bonus episode. I felt like talking about this and that's what we need to do. We had to have these conversations for the culture. Um, what would you say to the person who's listening, who this was their first exposure to Mike Todd, or this is their first exposure to Christianity, or this is like, what they're going to use as the reason why they, they why they don't go to church or why they don't go to church anymore. What would you offer them to them coming from um, being that you are from a faith based space, being that you do um, host the fearless faith podcast right here on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. Um, let's what, what would you offer to them? Um, the first thing I would say is that um, the most your foundation with God is a personal relationship. And just like with your relationship with your children, with your husbands, with your friends, you know, maturity 
in your relationship exist when you can have that relationship without needing outside people. So please don't let a human being, <laughs> you know, have be be something that impact your relationship with God. Like that's way too much to give to an outsider, right? Um, he is human. We all do fail. Grace is a very real thing. Um, so um, I would just really encourage you to know that that's why your personal relationship with God and the way my grandmama said, but there, but, uh, there but by the grace of God go I. Like we have all done things, right? Like I shudder to think about what you might find out because Breezy's mouth is extra, right? So if you go back Hello? a good decade, I've been on social media a long time. You will probably find something that will make you, you know, not rock with me no more. Um, so that would be my advice, my advice to them. Yeah, I already deleted my um <laughs> problematic. <laughs> I went and scrubbed my problematic tweets um, a while back ago. Um, no, for real though, I've looked at some old posts, like you know when Facebook um, shows you those memories or whatever. It like, didn't age well. Yeah, I've looked at some of those from like six, seven years ago, and then I'm like, ooh, let me delete this. <laughs> like, no lie, I've had to delete certain stuff because, yeah, and that's the thing, people people change, and I feel like we gotta. Allow people to make mistakes too, right? We don't allow people to make mistakes. Charlemagne says this all the time, and he's like, "The way that cancel culture is in our society now, we would have never given Malcolm Little the chance to become Malcolm X." Yeah, those are facts. Those are and that's, that's true. That's far. I haven't heard him say that. Yeah, he that's says that all the time. There. Granted, he says it to um, <laughs> defend himself and his own problematic issues that he's <laughs> that he's been involved with. But it, it's true. It's true. Like we are so quick to cancel, and I understand some things should be, you know, are cancelable offense, right? I'm just keep making that word a word today. Um, but I feel like a lot of times we jump to canceling, like um, that young man. Um, what's the singer? Uh, did you Daniel Caesar? You know the 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 they canceled him. Oh yes. Um, what was it? It was something like like rape. Was it? Uh, no, it wasn't rape. It was something like him and his girlfriend broke up. And no, 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 no. Oh, Daniel Caesar was a um. He was on a live. Um, he was like on Dave Chappelle's live or something. But he said something along the lines of. We should give white people grace because all white people aren't bad, right? Yeah. Um, and that was during the height of Breonna Taylor, the height of George Floyd. So, of course, we were hurting. We were all of that. And, yeah, like, I mean, was that the right thing for him to say right then and there? No. We canceled Chrisette Michelle for being a performer. Talk about, well, that's because she's a black woman. For oh hello oh hello? don't make, get me started you right let's wake that up because, because Travis Green was she was a backup singer yeah if we want to be honest you know that right I didn't know she was backing up she's that. saying backup well not backup but you but know like she was she was featured featured on what? Travis Green um intentional which was funny that he was he he chose to sing intentional. Um, during Trump's inauguration, which I get the sentiment, but nobody canceled Travis Green. Yeah, yeah. Right? They but still love Travis. Love. And she got canceled while, while wearing what I thought was like her skirt was extremely political. You know, she was there to make a statement. Like, how do you make right. a statement in those rooms unless you're in the room? 
we gonna get right back to the conversation but before we do i need you to go to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash it's micah b that's www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash it's micah b check it out As you know, I'm a content creator, podcaster, TikToker, YouTuber, all of the above. If you want to support the work that I'm doing, if you want to support the content, if you want to donate to the show, if you want to give to the cause, just go to that website and throw a coffee my way, throw a couple of dollars my way and check it out. When you do that, it allows us to grow this show. It allows us to grow our YouTube. It allows us to grow the other platforms so we can continue to give you the best conversations that we can. Speaking of conversations... Let's get back to it. Yeah, so the thing with Chrisette Michelle that I don't really like is if we're being honest, I'm gonna be you know, I always keep it 100, right? People was not even listening to Chrisette Michelle like that, right? Mm-hmm. If we're being honest, yeah. right? Yeah. So then this whole thing, like, so I felt like the cancel uh Chrisette movement was bigger than the actual, like we even listened to Chrisette, her to begin with. Yeah, to listen to her to begin with because I've always seen her, no disrespect, as like Jill Scott Light. You know what I'm saying? I, I actually love Chrisette. I think she got amazing pipes. Ashton Martin music. Ashton Martin music is all I know her from. Really? Yo, she got one of the best. Uh, blame it on me. She got this song, Blame It On Me, that talks about like, yeah, this breakup is my fault. Say whatever you need to say. But anyway, that's a different. Like if her music comes on during my Spotify playlist, I won't <laughs> skip it. But like, I'm not going out of my way listening to Chrisette Michelle and no one else was. So when I was really taken aback, when I saw all of this stuff, like cancel Chrisette Michelle, I didn't know we subscribed to her to begin with, to cancel her. Yeah. Well, think about just, and that's one thing that I think Black people, we don't realize sometimes how small our imprint is. Even for these celebrities, when we're doing these things, we really affecting people's livelihoods on levels that we're not appreciating because we're looking at them like, oh my God, they're a star. But Jamel Hill didn't know who Michael Todd was. And now as, as you and I know, like he went viral, viral. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, but now we are supporters. We're in the community, you know, Jamel Hill's community on the politics and the sports of things is so much larger, you know, um, and, and just different types of outreach that she has that, yes, a black preacher probably fell through the pipelines. So when we're canceling the Chrisette Michelle's, the Daniel Caesars and everything else, I feel like we doing the same thing as someone came to your job saw something they didn't like that you did, you know, and you could be a a solidly middle-class person and they just ruin your job. Like, that's what this cancel culture is doing to regular people. And that's jacked up. (laughs) All right. I think that one thing that's fair to note is that celebrity has different levels. A lot of these celebrities to people like us, they're really just working class people. Like they get jobs, like their checks are supporting their families. You know, we see them on social media and they look like celebrities, but they are essentially really just people. So when we get into this cancel culture to use Chrisette Michelle and Daniel Caesar as examples, it's the same thing as not liking someone's Facebook post and then going to their job and getting them fired 
mm. you know, and and then and as taking food off the table. Like they got debt, they got bills, they got mortgages, they got all the same problems that you and I got. And so again, using that therapy by the grace of God, like we need to have a better sense of self reflection to be able to say, we wouldn't want anybody to have that kind of power over me. I would hate it if, because you didn't like something that I said, whether or not I was wrong is not even the question. It's just whether or not you liked it. If you didn't like what I said, you can now go get me fired. And now I can't pay my bills. That's not cool. I agree. I agree. Black folks, we got to do better. But anyways, Breezy, I appreciate you coming on today. Uh, Where can people find you? I am on Apple and Spotify, the Fearless Faith Podcast with Breezy Banks. So you can drop that in your search bar. We have conversations about faith. Um, and I think everything is a faith conversation. Everything we do is a reflection mm. of our faith, how we um, faith in ourselves or faith in our God. Um, and if and when we believe in one. So I want to talk about it all. So this is not just for believers. It is faith based content, but it's also for people who have questions about faith, what it is and how to have it. I love that. Um, are you on social media? I am on social media. My social is CEO Breezy, and I spell my Breezy B R E Z Z Y. The double Z's is for Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated, which just celebrated their 102nd Founders Day on January 16. So, shout out to the finer ladies of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. So, you can find me everywhere at CEO B R E Z Z Y. Love it. Love it. Okay, guys, we are out of here. This has been yet another episode of Conversations for the Culture. I'm your host, Michael Butler. Uh, We will be back next week. So uh, make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast. Make sure that you go ahead and if you resonated with this, go ahead and leave a comment and leave a rating. That helps us, right? Because we want more people to get this message. So make sure that you do that. And I will see you all back next week. Love y'all. Keep being great. Let's continue to have the conversation. Bye, y'all.